You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome on into a Thursday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside Thomas Carinante. And the last time we spoke, we were almost all the way there. Yanks had almost clinched, almost locked things up. Just had to go to Toronto, maybe take care of business one time, maybe make things comfortable. Even if they didn't do that, they could still get the business done afterwards. But you still kind of walked into the series feeling like we're close. Everyone says we already did it. We're not there yet. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. We did it. We did the thing. Won the second game. Clinched the AL East. And oh, what a shocker. As soon as the pressure was off there, Aaron Judge launched home run number 61 on Wednesday. So much to talk about. Thanks in large part to manager Anthony Rizzo. The Yankees, we wondered many times throughout the year if they would change leadership, if they would dare mess with Aaron Boone. And of course, as soon as they do, they switch things up, give Riz the clipboard, make Glaber Torres hung over walk out there. Judge gets the job done and the Yankees uh, punch back after losing a 3-0 deficit, win the game 8-3, and a roll as Chapman looks good. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, probably. Probably is a coincidence. But you know what? Still pretty cool. History-making moment in Toronto on the road, and the ball goes into the bullpen. So much to discuss there. Roger Maris Jr.'s weird press conference. Uh, how much it matters and how far Aaron Judge can fly three home games ahead of him to go the one step further, get to 62. But you know what? Nuzzling alongside Roger Maris ain't so bad either. So uh, at the very least, that has been accomplished. Uh, and it was a typical Judgian blast. So we'll obviously talk history, but we don't want to forget the clinch too, which was Tuesday night. We're going to give out awards for the clinch celebration because what's more fun uh, than the actual aftermath of a clinch? The game was nice. It was great. You know, close game. Butrovino held it down. Uh, Blue Jays did some stuff on the base paths, downright Red Soxian stuff on the base paths. Bo Bichette uh, walking off second base. Nicely done, King. We thank you for your service. Uh, game was fun, but the most important part was the aftermath. Uh, if you didn't watch the whole postgame show, uh, you really missed out, but we'll break down some of that for you. And then, uh, of course, we, we, it wouldn't be a normal Aaron Judge week without some speculation about his future. We can't let the man have history 
without a conversation about whether it's the truest of the true and only the baseball player who removes a sword from the stone can be named the rightful home run champion. But also we have to talk about his next destination because that's just what ESPN is asking MLB insiders about. Uh, it the end of September as the playoffs approach with the Yankees. They got a buy. They clinched that too. But we got to fill that first week of playoffs with a Yankee discourse. Why not? So we're going to talk about that ESPN report too. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Along with the mailbag question, we will be more than happy to answer. And no, I'm not tired of saying that. I just love that I've memorized it. It honestly gives me nothing but joy to say that. Hey, drop us that mailbag question, though. We'd love to talk through with you. Thomas Carinante, welcome on into the podcast. Uh, Man, it felt like history was pretty assured for uh, a while there. But then, I don't know, around that time of that last Red Sox game with the rain out, it was getting a little funky. And then the first two games in Toronto, not even really close. Uh, Aaron Judge, four walks in the second game, the clinch game. And they were the only four walks anybody piled up during that game. Aaron Judge walked four times. Uh, all of the other baseball players in the com- game combined for zero walks. So that tells you something that makes you feel a little, little strange. Kevin Gossman said nobody wants to be in the history books. Nobody wants to be the answer to a trivia question. Well, big bummer for Tim Mesa. You're that guy. And we all know it. And we could have downplayed like, oh, no one's going to really remember the guy who did. But uh, actually, uh, yeah, we do. And now I'm going out of my way to remember Tim Mesa because Kevin Gossman said that. So you, you screwed your teammate there, buddy. <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. Um, I think a lot of things need to be put into context right now. No, um, don't put anything into context. It's it's just positive pod, no context. <laughs> I think Judge, um, on top of – well, for, first of all, Judge hits the home run, ties the record, absolute rocket. Um, and uh, you would think that in the, what, eight days it was since he last, he last homered on September 20th against the Pirates, you'd think – I mean, in some corners, you, you'd think somebody – Judge made, like, the game-losing error in Game 7 of the World Series. Oh, this guy's not homering again. It's just never going to happen. Can't handle it. It was 33 at-bats, dude. Like, what – in the most elevated circumstances as you could possibly imagine. And the um, OBP was, like, 548? Five, yeah, last I saw it was 548. And then yeah. he got on base twice again, three times again last night, twice again last night. Three, I, I think he got on base three times out of uh, out of five plate appearances. <clears throat> um, so, credit to Aaron Judge, still continuing on one of the greatest modern, one of the greatest offensive seasons ever, on par with a Barry Bonds esque two thousand one to two thousand four season. Um, outside of the the walks, no one's ever going to match Bonds in the walks, um, but. It deserves more. It deserves more credit, and the reason it doesn't get more credit is because once again, we're tuned into every bit of every game, of every highlight on social media, on TV, and everything. And um, there's just no nuance to it anymore. It's just like, oh, great, Judge walked again. Like, oh, is he gonna get this record? Like, when is this gonna happen? This is uh, this is infuriating. How am I watching this still? How are they still? How how is he still not hit a home run yet? Like, Why are they cutting into my uh, TCU Oklahoma State game to show me Aaron Judge at bats? It's I if I wanted baseball, I would have chosen baseball. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. yeah. It's 
I think it's somehow, and people will say that I'm obviously saying this because I'm a Yankees fan, but it's somehow been underappreciated. Um, we haven't seen anything close to this in in 20 years. What um, keeps getting me, the thing that has no perspective, it's, I mean, we are Yankee fans, and obviously we're biased when we say it's underappreciated, but Judge hit 61. It's the AL record. Obviously, oh. there are plenty of steroid era guys that dwarf it. No, you, everybody knows it. You're not Don't breaking on this. But the tweets that are like, wait, so we're celebrating Aaron Judge for having the seventh most homers in history? As, if, as if seventh most is bad? Are you insane? That's yeah. also great. That was my second point about this because you have, yeah, I saw that tweet. I saw like, oh, it's great. It's funny how baseball's getting around this by, you know, calling it the AL home run record and acting as if it's the home run record. It's like, you look at the list of people who have done this, right? <clears throat> and then we'll get into Roger Maris Jr.'s comments. Um, Roger Maris Jr.'s coming on the pod, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at the people who have done this historically, right? And you have Barry Bonds. Back in 2001, you have Mark McGuire in 98. You have Sammy Sosa in 98. You have Mark McGuire in 99. You have Sammy Sosa in 2001. You have Sammy Sosa in 99. You have Judge in 2022. And then after that, after that, after that, you have Roger Maris in 1961, Babe Ruth in 1927, Babe Ruth in 1921. Giancarlo Stanton, welcome to the party, 2017. Fucking awesome season. Love that guy. Jimmy Fox, 1932. Hank Greenberg, 1938. Ryan Howard, welcome. Still not very recent, though, 2006. Mark McGuire, 97. Luis Gonzalez, the most obvious steroid case in baseball history, 2001. A-Rod, 2002. Um, And then you have Griffey in the late 90s. And the list continues to go on. You have more guys sprinkled in here pre-1960 than anybody else. So to try and drag down this accomplishment because it's not the most of all time um, or because it's already been done before um, is just dumb and, and it's short-sighted across. If judge had only hit home runs, you know, if, if judge was Adam Dunn, right. If judge was batting two Oh two happened to hit this many home runs, wasn't walking a whole lot, strikeout numbers off the fucking charts. You might have an argument to say, wow, great. Like one dimensional hitter, if you're really good at baseball, it's not that hard to run into a bunch of home runs if you're not doing anything else. But Judge is doing literally everything, hitting for average, walking, setting the tone as a leadoff hitter, playing phenomenal defense, knocking in runs in clutch situations. I don't need to pull up that those stats for you. So on top of doing this, uh, this, this, um, whole, having this wholesome offensive approach from somebody in, once again, th- this needs to be mentioned, in a period of time where the pitcher has never had a greater advantage. And we don't have to, we don't, we shouldn't have to keep talking about this because it just, it is what it is. The pitcher has the best advantage it's ever had in the history of the sport. And Aaron judge is putting up a season that is on par with the steroid era. So now let's get into that conversation. So, okay. On top of the people trying to devalue, what he's doing because it's not the it's not the holy grail of baseball performances. We already saw that with Barry Bonds in, in 2001. You're not going to beat that. Maybe not going to beat that. But no. you go back to look at these numbers, and this was baseball steroid era. And whether you disagree with the records or not, I don't care who the home run king is. I had fun watching the steroid era. I yeah. love all those guys. 
There is not that, that nobody will ever take those moments from my life as a baseball fan and change them. How fragile are people to freak out about Roger Maris Jr. firmly believing a very reasonable thing? He believes his father, who hit 61 home runs 61 years ago, is the true home run king because there was no evidence of foul play, wrongdoing, or whatever. Whereas, oh, coincidentally, when Roger Maris's record was broken seven times, it was in the most heightened offensive period in MLB history with people who were accused or proven to have done steroids. So again, whether you think Barry Bonds is the true home run king or whether you think he belongs in baseball jail, never to be seen again, it doesn't matter. What happens, whether baseball acknowledges the records or not, honestly, if baseball came out tomorrow, Adam, and said, Barry Bonds no longer the true home run king. Mark McGuire, we're erasing his record. Sammy Sosa off the books. Would you even care or view it differently? I, I wouldn't. Roger Maris's record when he hit 61 to break Babe Ruth's record had an asterisk. It was like the most famous part about it was there's an asterisk in the record book because he didn't do it in 154 games. The movie 61 that people keep talking about. Oh, my God. This Judge Homer feels like it's right out of 61. Uh, Billy Crystal 61. By the way, I never knew so many people watched the TV movie until now. Like, I didn't think that many people actually watched 61. Apparently a very popular movie. But people are talking about it. The title of that movie has an asterisk in it. Asterisks have been here forever. That's been a part of the baseball conversation. It's what led to Roger Maris losing his hair. Was people viewing his record as illegitimate. People are always going to view records as illegitimate, whether it's steroids, whether it's scheduling, whether it's pet pills, whether it's Babe Ruth hitting 60 home runs against a non-integrated league. Like, there's always a knock on all of these potential records. So what matters to you as a fan is what's important. What's your history, right? Exactly. What's the baseball history you were raised on? I don't I don't care who the legitimate home run king is, and I'm not here to argue that if Aaron Judge hits 62, that it's him, and that we can throw Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa out of the books. Like you said, we were raised on that. So when you talk to me about an exciting home run chase, I'm not going to say that never happened. I'm going to say, wow, this Aaron Judge season is making me relive my childhood. I feel like I'm eight, nine years old again because I'm watching a guy take aim at these numbers that I haven't seen in decades. And I didn't know how special it was when I was a kid. I mean, obviously I knew the record was Maris and I knew McGuire was passing it, but I didn't know I wasn't going to see it approached for another 20 years. And I certainly didn't know why I didn't know all those guys were on steroids and it is what it is. But as a kid, I was raised that Maris's 61 was a special number. And I also watched the steroid era home run pursuit. And then I didn't watch anybody do it again for two decades. So I currently have memories of both of those things. It's completely fine to remember and memorialize two things at the same time. There are, and the comments are bringing it up, there are definitely people who are using the judge chase as an excuse to pretend the steroid ever never happened. And we're not going to condone, like, I'm not out here to be like, and those people have the right idea. But there are also 
like John Morosi did a really well thought out video package today about judge passing 61 and Maris's chase for 61 and what 61 means 61 years later and, and how generations of Yankee fandom are tied together, et cetera. That's that video was awesome. And it takes into account the fact that, you know, it's the AL home run record. And yeah, when you say that, it's almost like a euphemism because it lets you avoid talking about all these NL sluggers, but it's a cherished mark. A lot of people grew up on 61. It matters in Yankees history. So I don't expect everybody to be like, Judges 62 was a huge year for me. Or if you never get 62, like, I'll remember Judges 61 forever. Remember whatever you want as fondly as you want to remember it. But means a lot to me. It's been extremely fun, if not to watch somebody harken back to the 60s, to watch somebody just approximate our youth again. And I'm not saying... I will not make a grand statement on who's clean and what counts. I'm just saying that it feels good to relive those times. Uh, now, Roger Maris Jr., I don't really know why we have to be asking, hey, in the aftermath of this, who do you think is the true home run king? Uh, if your dad was famous for lifting a car and then some guy on steroids lifted a car higher, you're going to default to saying, my dad is the strongest man who's ever lived. Like, my dad could beat up your dad. Like, I don't really know. What What do you want from Roger Maris Jr.? He had to sit in the stands for the McGuire stuff. Like, he was there for all that. Yeah, it's not like he didn't show up. It's not like he turned his back on McGuire. And obviously, it was more suspicion than fact at the time of the McGuire chase. Uh, somebody photographed the Andrew in his locker, and they're like, what is that? He's like, it's a pill I take. And everyone's like, okay, cool. And then it turns out he was on steroids. Um, but... <laughs> You know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell Roger Maris Jr. how to feel about this. I'm just, I'm just not gonna do it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't really like President George H. W. Bush. But if I ever met President Bush in person, I wouldn't be like, your dad's a pretty illegitimate president, right? It's like I don't need to. <laughs> like, I just don't need that thought from Roger Maris Jr. Have him talk about the gravity of the moment. Have him talk about what what was your conversation with Aaron Judge like. How's this tour been? Are you yeah. reliving your father's legacy, et cetera? I definitely don't need him to be like, hey, spill the tea, Roger Maris Sr., who's the real home run kick? Come on, like tickling yeah. his belly until he says something that you don't agree with so that the outraged Twitter machine can be like, this 60-year-old man from Fargo whose dad is his hero is disrespecting Barry Bonds. Like, wh who cares? Who cares? Uh, and that's that's all I'm trying to get. There, there just can't be um... – a, an unquestioned appreciation for just what's happening. Um, Have you seen, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the chart that's like going around saying Aaron judge has the two, the 52nd best season of all time per OPS plus there's like a verified guy, Trent rush. He's an angels radio broadcaster circulating it. It's a cute list and it would definitely be interesting and helpful if it didn't include guys. No one has ever heard of with no plate appearance threshold. Ed Steele has the 42nd highest of all time. Ed Steele, 1945. He got 105 at-bats. You know who else is ahead of Judge with the 48th best OPS plus of all time? Of course. I don't even have to tell you because this is one of those names that just echoes through the annals of history. Uh, but it's Buddy Burbage in 1934 came to the plate 132 times. That's one of the people who's being used to discredit Judge. Judge right now is tied with Heavy Johnson, who got 263 plate appearances in 1922. This is being circulated as if it's fact. Who could possibly care about this? 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're broken as a society. And um, I tweeted this morning, I just hope, I hope Twitter exists. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when the world ends or whatever, whatever, whatever transpires. Someone needs to put someone needs to put Twitter like end Twitter in a hard drive after this season and put in a time capsule. So whoever fucking discovers it and then reinvents the computer after human race is wiped out and we got to repopulate every, every all over again, they can see how fucking stupid we were and they can see how to not replicate this type of behavior because how polarized are we? We can't even agree that what we're watching is pretty fucking cool and historic. Like we can't, there can't even be that. It can't even be that simple. It's like, Oh man, 60 home runs. Pretty cool. Haven't seen that in 20 years. Wow. That's like a fourth of my life. I might not see it again. Instead it's okay. 
How can we figure out to make 60 home runs less of a big deal? Let's get to it. And then you spend all your time doing research that doesn't matter, that nobody cares about. And now here we are. In a do better you, context, though, because I want to get... Think, do you think we'd be having this conversation about park factors and how many homers somebody would have hit if you overlapped a bunch of stadiums together if Aaron Judge played his home games at Fenway Park? Earnestly, do you think that? Um, it, it would be less. It would be a lot less. It yeah. wouldn't be as prevalent as it is. It's more prevalent now because Aaron Judge is a Yankee. Yankee Stadium has this misconception that it's the easiest place to hit. It's not. Um uh, only one single area is easy to hit to if you're a certain hitter of a of a certain brand. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that would be discussed. It would be much less in the mainstream. Um, I mean, look at anything David Ortiz did. David, anything David Ortiz did in a general baseball landscape was revered. Revered. And there is no debating that. Everybody loved David Ortiz outside of Yankees fans. Um, David Ortiz could do no wrong. David Ortiz is hilarious. David Ortiz is a nice guy. David Ortiz didn't fail a steroid test, even though he did. Um, we know how this entire thing goes. Um, so all I'm asking is like, you know, you hate the Yankees. Great. That's great. Just include that in your bio and your identity as a human, instead of trying to deny it and skirt around it um, and come to the realization that this is great. This is fun. And whether you are enjoying it or not, it's still good for the sport of baseball, but in a more positive context, because, outside of people who are ruining the internet, they're or ruining our lives via the internet. There's a lot of great stuff to this outside of just the impact of Aaron judge and what, how this is going to be viewed in historical perspective. First of all, carrying this team while it was dead, even though they weren't exactly winning as much as they could have and should have been during that awful stretch uh, from the, the last week of July until the first week of September, um, Aaron Judge remained a constant, whether the lineup was fully stacked, whether the lineup was decimated with injury. Um, and he played many different roles. He played right field. He played center field. He batted leadoff. He batted second. He batted third. Um, he was asked to do a variety of different things, delivered on all of those um, throughout the entire season. Because as you can see, um, you know, I don't even know what the defensive metrics are with him, but if you think he's not pulling his weight on defense, I don't know what's wrong with you. Leads the league in runs, leads the league in home runs. Second in RBI to Pete Alonso. He needs one more to tie him. Um, he's uh, fourth, uh, fifth in average, um, so he doesn't have the triple crown right now. Um, we'll have to make up some ground over Luis Arise of the Minnesota Twins, two percentage points, um, and leads the league in OPS by 100 points over Jordan Alvarez, 1.121 OPS. So on top of doing all that, on top of carrying the Yankees through their worst days and let's be real, help stave off a 15-and-a-half game collapse, which we were very much fearful of happening at the time, him getting this, tying this record has relieved so much stress on this team. The Yankees clinching the AL East lifted a weight, I think, on a lot of the guys that we're never going to be able to fully quantify because we're not there, but you could see it. Um, and then the elation and the attitude and the energy after his 61st home run you could see that it was just a moment waiting to explode for as long as it was, um, obviously, over a week at that point. So the positives there, carrying the team while they're dead, giving this team something else to root for outside of winning, bringing the team closer together. We're talking, I'm talking about intangibles, if you can even call them that. 
bringing the team closer together because they're so excited for the one guy that they love, a universally well-liked guy, I think, in the clubhouse. We haven't heard anything bad about Aaron Judge um, from a rumor report uh, standpoint, so that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, you could see how uh, it's brought the team together. It's alleviated even more pressure, and it's set up this team, I think, on a unique path for the postseason because typically every year the Yankees enter the postseason or are approaching the stretch and the stakes are higher and they're higher and they're higher and they get even higher. And then you could see kind of the cracks start to form. You see certain players start to kind of lose it, falter under pressure. The switch turns off when the lights get brighter and it's natural. People are humans. It's hard to deliver in these certain circumstances, but I think coupled with the division title, which was their second since 2012, you brilliantly mentioned uh, that's unbelievable. Um, Unbelievably bad, I should say. Um, And getting this record um, has created this atmosphere around the team that I don't think we've seen in quite some, maybe since 2017. And then before that, 2009, I guess. Um, And that's going to be the most important in dictating what the Yankees can do in October. Um, Obviously they have roster holes. There's things that are happening, but you know who else had roster holes last year? The Atlanta Braves, they had a really mediocre team and they rode a hot stretch and they came together as a team and they were vibing, totally vibing the entire time. And you could tell that that played into their ability to take down the Dodgers and set the tone in that NLCS that played into them, not really backing down against the Astros who were clearly the better team heading into that series. Um, So I think that's a factor that we have to talk about a little bit more as the year goes on and credit to Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone naming uh, Anthony Rizzo acting manager uh, on Wednesday night. I think that changed everything because, and not because Boone is not the guy who should be in the dugout or because they needed a different lineup to make this work. You just got to change something, you know, eight days straight. um, There's been no home run. The pressure's mounting. Take the pressure off. We'd be clinched last night. A lot of our guys got shit faced. Riz, you're calling the shots, make the lineup, made a fucking wacky lineup and ended up scoring eight runs and winning the series. Took the pressure. Aaron Judge hits a home run. Rizzo's the first guy out of the dugout to congratulate him. It's obvious that they they have a relationship that is that 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 is uh very influential and impactful among that clubhouse. Um so this is the stuff that we've been talking about. We talked previously for years how the clubhouse seemed broken, something was afoot, the body language wasn't right, the energy was wrong, and now I think we've 180 it. I don't know if the solution is fully there, but I haven't seen anything like this in a while. It's also sort of feeling important to me that all, all, the Yankees make the playoffs a lot, right? They yeah. don't get rest very often, but obviously they are a, a long-term playoff participant. But when's the last time the Yankees have entered the postseason and it's felt like at all unique, like there was a narrative attached to them? Since 2009, arguably, although in 2019, if you want to go next man up, sure. But 2009, it was like changing of the guard. CeCe Teixeira are here and AJ Burnett. Also, Nick Swisher, like one, maybe one last chance for the core four. And then look at that. They delivered. Since then, that era played itself out. That team made the playoffs a bunch more times. It never felt particularly unique. Then they missed the playoffs a few times. Young Guns came up. Baby Bombers in 2017, that was a narrative, and they were, you know, one win away from the World Series. But since then, they've been trying to claw back there, haven't gotten it done. Now this team's entering the playoffs, not just as the overhyped Yankees, not just as, you know, oh, there we'll pencil them in and then we'll deal with it later. And then once they get to the ALDS, we'll focus on their opponent because the opponent's more interesting. This time, Aaron Judge and the home run chase is the most interesting thing happening in this year's postseason. More interesting than the Astros. 
who are just machine-like going to 100. They're going to win like 106 games, maybe yeah. 107. Their record is insane. They never lose. But that's just, they're the Yankees. They're yet another Astros team. It's like, all right, you know, we thought they might lose the West this year. They obviously didn't. We'll pencil them into the playoffs again. The Yankees are the team bringing history into the postseason. They have a better rotation than they've ever had entering a postseason. I let the dream go a long time ago that this year was special and we're chasing a wins record and we own the 2022 narrative, et cetera. But you know, I don't know how this ends, but I do know we got the narrative back with Aaron Judge, you know, cl- not closing the deal on passing 61, but getting to 61. He's got a week left. Uh, I don't know how we got 29 minutes into the podcast without talking about Frankie Lasagna. Frankie! Justice for Frankie. Of course, justice for Frankie. Uh, The man who caught the baseball was the Jays bullpen coach, Matt Bushman. Uh, Bounced off the wall and into the bullpen. Jordan Romano got his hands on it. Uh, to which we say, hey, Jordan Romano. Uh, And he gave it to, there's a great tidbit where uh, Jordan Romano said he didn't want to give it to anybody he didn't recognize because he didn't know who worked with MLB security. And he didn't want like Zach Campbell with a mustache sneaking down to the bullpen being like, I'll take that for the Hall of Fame. Thank you. And then he like watches him run away. He's like, ah, it's Campbell. Uh, so he waited till Zach Britton showed up uh, and he gave it to Zach Britton. Uh, but the man who almost caught the ball was a uh, was a restaurant, a Canadian restaurant tour named uh, Frankie Lasagna. That's his name. That's his real name. I assume his. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume he's not like a Chuck E. Cheese type where like the restaurant he owns is also called like Frankie Lasagna's or whatever. And he's like a chain restaurant. I think that's his actual name. And I have no idea what kind of food he serves. Uh, I mean, I have I have some idea, but I don't have any I don't have any definitive word on what kind of food he serves. But you don't want to generalize here, right? Yeah. Again, I'm not making a statement, but if you. Hook me up to a lie detector test. I think I could pass in terms of what Frankie Lasagna's restaurant was like. Uh, but he he got his hand on the ball. He dropped it into the bowl. A drop, I think, is tough to pin a drop on Frankie Lasagna. And I'm going to say the full name every time. I can't just say Frankie. Yeah, lasagna. I thought he just missed it. I thought it was too, a little bit far below. He was a little bit far. He's not that tall. He had to stretch out. It bonked off his glove and it bounced off the wall. Uh, he was, I mean, he threw something at the guy in the neon green shirt behind him. He was unhappy. I mean, you know, he he did fumble the bag there. But also, I he was talking about how if he'd brought a fishing net, he might have gotten it. And and that's fine. But it is important that, like, you're, it's not just, you know, you do have a chance at the money, but you, you also do lose out on all this pressure. Like, nobody's hounding Frankie Lasagna other than to say, like, your name kicks ass. There aren't all these people trying to convince him to give it to judge that he owes it to judge. Roger Maris jr. Isn't calling him, telling him like the real home run King needs baseball. Judge's <laughs> mom isn't out there being like, like, didn't you see me hug my son? Don't I deserve the baseball? Like he doesn't have to deal with any of this. He just has to deal with the fun part. He's going to be a Canadian celebrity for like a week. The, the Jays are going to have some time between now and their first playoff series for Frankie Lasagna to do the, tour and and we welcome him on the, i don't want roger maris jr on the pod frankie lasagna can come on the podcast <laughs> poor frankie man that's rough um it's not even good if yeah. even if he didn't drop it i think just being that close and just being like fuck you gotta be kidding me 
Um, because how do you get to the front of that scrum? Are you standing there the entire game? Did you get to the stadium early and you're, you're just standing along that, um, along that railing waiting for just, you have to stand there for the rest of the game. That's, that's where you are and you cannot move. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was tough stuff. I don't like, um, I don't like the idea that he dropped the ball. Um, no. I think it just happened to be uh, bad luck. It was an absolute rocket. It had top spin, so it was coming down. Um, and the Blue Jays stadium is oddly designed, in my opinion. It's a really weird place. I don't think it gets enough. It doesn't get enough talk for how weird it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it happened. And uh, our boy Romero in the bullpen picked it up, so. Um, Jordan Romano. Yeah. He's a good oh, Romano, kid. sorry. Jordan. Hey. hey. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's tough stuff for everybody involved. I do kind of like how at least one of these balls, if he does hit 62, is going to be without controversy. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. You know, the, the Twitter timeline's awful enough. You don't need, oh, where is he going? Where is he selling it? How much is he going to get? Is he going to be nice and give it back to Aaron Judge? And then we have, you know – we had to rightfully ask a question about those college kids giving back the 60 ball for a couple of fucking bats and balls. It's like, Hey, maybe that's what they wanted. Great. But still frustrating because that's like 500 grand right there. Yeah. Um, And then you have the memorabilia guy that you talked to said that judges memorabilia is peaking right now. So like, unless they were to take that and sell it, or maybe they just love baseball and they want to stare at an Aaron judge signed bat for the rest of their lives. Whatever you got to do, man. Um, I want to hear from the kid who caught 60, though, like if Judge leaves, I want to hear from him again being like, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> I gave you the ball. You come back. Are you fucking like he's on Fox oh, News the next day? Yeah, this is an outrage. <laughs> Nobody's loyal anymore. It would be it would be I, I'm into I, I mean, I'm not into it. I, I hate it, but I would like to read. That <laughs> I mean, hopefully Judge just comes back. So it's a non-issue. Um, let's do this again for 62. How about that? We got three games in the Bronx coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Yankees, no doubt have something planned, whether he does it or not. I'm sure there will be a 61 moment. Um, I don't know if that's going to be in the opener. If maybe they wait till Sunday. I bet they wait till the last game just to see if he hits 62. These games don't matter at all. Literally not at all. Like there's, I'm not sure they've ever played this many meaningless games in a row. So it's definitely going to be hard to keep the focus. Uh, But like they can't change positioning. They can't, you know, they already clinched. There's nothing to be done except for just getting in rhythm. But the judge home run chase to an extent has kind of helped them here. I think uh, maintain that focus. So if it lasts through the whole weekend, that wouldn't hurt. Just get it done before you go to Texas because I have really no interest. I don't want to watch those games at all. And I want everybody to get days off rest judge rest. I mean, rest Stanton as much as you possibly. I can. want nobody to get off. How about that? No days off. I want everyone. Key, I want everyone to get, I want, no, the only person I want off is Giancarlo Stanton. I think yes. he needs to reset. Everybody else needs to play. This is akin at this point. We've reached, we've reached now. They're going to play eight meaningless games, right? Eight meaningless mm-hmm. games after the clinch on the schedule. Technically they clinch a first round by, they can't do anything else to improve their standing. This is akin in the NFL to having the bye week in the first round of the playoffs when you're hot. I don't yeah. like it. Is it a dumb theory-ish type thing on my end? Yeah, I have a certain inclination when it comes to sports that you got to keep rolling with the hot hand. Um, am I opposed to Judge getting a day off? No, but you're going to get enough days off in between the end of the season and the ALDS. Keep playing the folks. Let them go hot. 
into these. Their Orioles have solid starting pitching, nothing special. They'll, they should crank the Rangers. Keep the confidence level up. Keep guys pumped up. I don't want days off for. I only want days off for people who are ailing and need the rest. Maybe J, uh, DJ LeMahieu. Every other day, he plays for the rest of the season to make sure his foot's okay. Yeah. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, foot still bothering him, whatever it may be. Um, maybe if you're still concerned about Scott Efros's shoulder, uh, give him a little bit rest uh, pitching uh, on the pitching front. Um, I don't know who else off the top of my head might might need that kind of stuff, but. Um, I, I, I'm not a rest guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. LeMahieu needs the reps more than anybody else. Cause I just don't know anything about what he could possibly give this team. I would only give judge the one day off, but if judge doesn't want it, I'm not giving him, you know, I'm not even giving him that. I just want to get him off his feet. If he could do a DH day while Stanton's, you know, sitting on the bench, yeah. I think that would be my ideal. Uh, let's go to the clinch game. Let's give out some awards. Uh, it was a fun celebration. There was a lot of fun to be had. Some moments stood out above all else. Uh, And so I just want to give recognition where recognition is due. Um, First, uh, I'm going to give out the award uh, for the the, the best uh, personality in the clinch celebration. My opinion, Oswaldo Cabrera, I think, owned the clinch celebration. Um, Nobody was happier to be there. Uh, he felt like a greenhorn rookie experiencing his first big league clinch, which he was, but he was so appreciative and all of that can maybe obscure how important he was to the clinch, um, and how important he was to the clinching game. He was spectacular. Uh, his versatility was incredible. His bat is heating up. He's not just going to be along for the ride. He is a huge part of this team. And so, uh, he gets my award certainly for happiest and, and sort of the MVP of the clinch celebration. Uh, what about you? Does he go? Does he start in the playoffs? He's my starting left fielder right now. Right. I, 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 there's nothing that is... indicates. There's nothing that indicates I'm going to see Andrew Benintendi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's doing. And his. Oh my! You want to talk about youthful energy? He's just. It's his dream. Told uh, Meredith Morakovitz, this is his dream. Said it five times over. He was just so excited. So that's the kind of shit I want. I want people just, this is, I, I'm, I'm living my actual dream. This is a great time. Having a great time. Um, what am I giving out the best? Uh, I don't know. Who do cel- you think owned the celebration? Who's just like oh, your yeah. number one pick? Man. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, my vote has to go to Harrison Bader solely mm-hmm. because he's been here for a two weeks and he's, he's double fisting beers and did four in a row. Um, and he was kind of, he was screaming and having a good time. Uh, my runner up though is Nestor. He was involved in just about everything. He's getting, he's, he's pouring beer on people. He's getting shot in the face with champagne celebrations. Um, and he's just an overall, you know, jovial guy that you love to see kind of bouncing around the party. But Harrison Bader, I mean, went as hard as you could possibly go for a guy who's been here for the least amount. He's been here for, Less time than Oswald Peraza. So um, for him, for culture thing, another culture thing, to see Harrison Bader get integrated to the team this quickly, feel this comfortable, and be able to celebrate like an absolute maniac, I, that, that's that's where my award goes to. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and drunkest, I'm going to give out drunkest and most hungover at the same time because I think those are different. And my winner for drunkest is Harrison Bader. I watched him chug four beers at the same time. <laughs> and some of those beers are not going into his mouth. 
but I mean, for anyone who's dabbled in the art of butt chucking, I mean, beer on skin, your skin is absorbing some of that, some of that alcohol. So like getting it poured over you, there's still some uh, benefit there. Um, no, I know what butt chucking is. It's in your butt's not your arm skin. Um, but Harrison Bader had four beers in his mouth at the same time on camera. So yeah. who knows what happened after the cameras left and when the camera was panned to the other side of the room. Like all I know is I saw four beers at one time. I don't know what happened in the other two hours they were in the room. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so drunkest, it's hard to beat Harrison Bader. I think that's the widely acknowledged sentiment. Worst hangover, hitting coach Hens- Hensley Mulitz is worst hangover for me. Uh, yeah, you see yeah. the clip of him. He was doing like a, a dance. They keep recirculating in it. And I was, I don't it, like a fish on a hook, sort of going back and forth, like bouncing his like leading with the stomach and then going with the back. Uh, my man was pretty obviously uh, had uh, consumed some alcohol and it also been a part of the Giants locker room for they were talking about he's got like championship celebrating expertise. He was in the Dynasty Giants locker room. And so he had a lot of time to perfect his dance moves. I don't know. It really, really looked like somebody who was experiencing this anew for the first time. Um, and so I don't know if he was quite as drunk as Harrison Bader, but based on the age, I think his hangover yesterday was worse. OK, um, makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm my drunkest, uh, my drunkest is Rizzo. Um, Rizzo was my number two. Yeah. Yeah. Why a, he parted his ass off and you saw him being among the most energetic and two during the interview with Josh Donaldson, he high pitched voice called Josh Donaldson daddy. So (laughs) I hated hated it so much. And Josh Donaldson despised it. Um, and then Meredith Morakovitz invited Anthony Rizzo into the interview because she knew she get she knew she would get good quotes from him. Um, he ended up he flipped the switch at that point. He gave a very good like minute long interview talking about the guys and how they were so important and why this is different. Blah blah blah. You know standard standard interview stuff. But um, the way that he was parading around the locker room, he was the he was shooting Nestor point blank with champagne. So he was drunk before the celebration even happened. Um, and most hungover is Aaron Boone, dude. Aaron Boone, I don't know if Aaron Boone can handle booze, and that's not a knock at him. The guy had heart surgery last year. I don't think he's pounding. I don't think he's pounding much. He gave that speech, and that was he was pretty amped up. Um, so I know he got a couple of drinks in him before that um, on the field. But um, and then on top of that, he said the next day he said, "Fuck it, Rizzo, your manager. Like I'm not doing shit today." He, he earned that. Aaron Boone. It's been a long five years for Aaron Boone. Um, he, he knew he probably consumed more than he has in quite some time because the Yankees really haven't had any moments to celebrate over the last few years. Um, and he bowed out. He said, Rizzo, I know you were the drunkest, but guess what? You're going to manage. Um, and it worked out. So, uh, there's, there, there, there are my awards. 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, Rizzo was my number two. There, there is nothing funnier than watching like Judge come up on Donaldson and go, Daddy, without like a character affectation. And Donaldson kind of being like, you could see him go, I don't like this at all, but it's Aaron Judge. So I'm just like, you can't say anything bad about the MVP. I'm just going to kind of lightly shrug it like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then Rizzo comes one second later going, daddy and then he's like all right that's enough like this i be like judge he was like ah oh, yeah 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 rizzo he was like oh come on. dude no stop please <laughs> and then meredith tried to pull rizzo in to like hey maybe like yeah, i'll get two veterans at the same time like oh anthony rizzo's here like you and josh have been a huge part of it. and donaldson's just like nope nope i'm out he literally <laughs> walked away while the question was being asked he's like i don't even want to be here for the end of this that was uh mm. definitely my runaway award winner for weirdest moment and thing I don't want to, I don't want to know about that ever again. Like I assume it was just because he just had a kid and he came back with dad strength. Um, but like I, I definitely don't want to ask anybody if Anthony Rizzo were here. I would, I could get through three thousand questions before touching on daddy. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. The the moment that needs explaining for me that this is my award moment. I moment I do want to talk more about moment I I have question marks about and want to know the information on. Uh, Nestor Cortez and Clark Schmidt were captured on Instagram Live looking at each other and going, ee for a while. Uh, one yelled it, and then the other yelled it. Uh, now, I actually feel like I sleuthed this one out. I feel like it was the uh, the E in the eliminated column, right? So once you clinch, it's just like E all the way down the AL East and into the wild card. Like you e the Red Sox. You get the X or the Y next to you, and they get E all the way down. I feel like that's what it was, but I want to know. I think I want to know just because I feel like I'm a smart guy for figuring that out. But I would, if if I could dissect one moment that needs maybe a second viewing, that's probably what it would be. What's your award for like the moment you want to do a deeper dive on? Like you want to do a serial style podcast on a 30 second chunk of that celebration? What are you picking? Oh. I mean, it's got to be whoever poured beer down Nestor's pants. Yeah. We still don't know who that is or why it happened. <laughs> no. I've never seen that in a celebration before. I've never no. seen a full beer did poured down someone's butt crack. No. It's fun. I, and again, thank God we've never seen it, like either yeah. in person or on television. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Um, it's yeah, innovative. Right. You, you have to innovate different ways to party, I guess, you know, because, you know, the champagne, obvious, the dumping beers on heads, obvious. Nestor just getting ready to get some beers and then his ass is soaked. Who is yeah. doing that? Who is close? Okay. Here's, here's actually the question that we need to get down uh, to the minor details for. Say we did find out who it was. How are they? How, what is the relationship with Nestor Cortez that they are comfortable enough to pull his pants up or pull his pants out and pour beer down his pants? So forget about who did it or why they did it. I want to know how friendly we are to get, cause you have to be on a certain level with somebody to actually do that to them. Um, you know, like you used to do all weird shit to your friends uh, when you were in high school and college and things like that. And you obviously had to relate. There were people who you could do stuff to, and there were people who you cannot do stuff to. You don't do that to Aaron judge. You don't do that to John Carlos Stanton. You do it to Nestor cause he's fun, but why and how, and how did it get to this point? That's what I want to know. And how do you do it ever again? Like, how do you look each other? How do you do the whole teammate thing ever again? If you pick the wrong guy, like if you accidentally overstep your friendship, you're like, Nestor's going to think this is so funny. And then he doesn't at all. Like, how do you look? You guys have to go back to battle tomorrow. Like, how do you look at each other? Um, 
there was, uh, I mean, Tim LaCastro was shirtless the whole time, which is a nice way to have people remember you. Like yeah. he was Easiest probably man. the probably the last guy on the roster, but the wore the least clothes. So kudos uh, to him there, and also Glaber Torres with the fireman's helmet. Like yeah. I'm glad we're at the point in society where that we don't have to nitpick this and be like you're disrespecting new york's bravest or whichever one fired apart i always forget finest is cops bravest is fire yeah 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 um but like you know you think there's probably a section of twitter it's like gleba bailey hit in august and he thinks he's a fireman like i don't want to hear that i'm so glad that we i guess i did that on this podcast so maybe it'll start now but i feel like we're very lucky we got out ahead of that and hopefully this was just one of many celebrations to come I don't want to be done. I want to keep celebrating. And for people who are like, how are you celebrating a division clinch? Only, uh, you know, one, two, this decade, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty important. Like this is not something that happens on a regular basis. Two titles since 2012, you know, may, there's a difference between celebrating a wild card and celebrating this genuine accomplishment you can nitpick a wild card if you want to you can say uh you know your the the jays have a banner for the 2020 wild card round hanging at the stadium yeah people were making fun of it this week and like yeah i mean that's weird you you probably don't need that but there have been yankee teams i mean they popped champagne after game 162 last year for clinching a spot in the wild card game and they doused Bronxy, the turtle, in champagne, et cetera. Um, and I get, like, you know, I get why they did that. Last game of the season, need a playoff spot. You know, yeah. they're win and they're in, and they won, and they're in. But Fun. there have been other years where, you know, maybe they clinched a wild card spot with six games left, had a shot at the division, didn't win it, and they still celebrated. And I, I can understand people being like, what was the point of that? Um, I still endorse it, but I understand people questioning it. This one, like it's in, in inarguable. You you have to celebrate this division championship. Yeah, I agree. Um, and not only that, you did it in Toronto. Then after the night, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was saying that this is his house on a walk off single in the bottom of the tenth, like nothing crazy. Uh, the most. And just the most obnoxious, one of the most obnoxious celebrations. And I'm not even real. I'm happy that he celebrated, but it's like, all right, dude, do you realize you need to sweep this series to avoid embarrassment on your home field? Like you're really talking up a high game. And this goes back to the comments in the previous season or or in the, in the off season. Hey, this is the trailer. You're going to get the full length feature film this year. Mm -hmm. Not really getting it. Um, And then you go back to the, to the night after, I'm sorry, you go forward into the night after all of this, Bo Bichette gets tagged out at second because he takes his foot off the bag. Like, what? I think that's dumb. I will be the first one to say I'm sick of that shit happening and it needs to stop. Once you get to the base and you're safe, you're safe. Unless you decide to take off for another base or run the other way. I don't understand why you're out, but whatever. We don't have to get into that right now. I think it's dumb. Nonetheless, it happened. He should know better. You're being stupid. And then the next at bat, Vlad tattoos one off the wall, walking out of the batter's box, thinks it's a home run, and then gets thrown out at second by an Aaron Hicks rocket. So two dumb things there after that. And then you have last night. He hits a game-tying sack fly off Garrett Cole in the fucking sixth inning, and he's raising his fist 
jogging to first base as if he had just hit a go-ahead grand slam. What what are you doing? I am I, I, totally fine with players showboating and having a good time. Yeah. There couldn't be more misplaced energy and bravado on the Blue Jays side, specifically Vladimir Guerrero Jr., than, I, than I've seen in a while. It's all it, it, absolutely crazy behavior. And then you set yourself up. Usually it's the Yankees who are on the butt end of these jokes, right? Yeah. They set themselves up to be the fucking punchline, or they just end up being – uh, tossed in some conversation where they're where they're somehow the assholes or they're the you know the laughing stock and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think did the Yankees a favor by kind of turning it on the Blue Jays. Now the Blue Jays look dumb after this series more than the Yankees look good in my opinion. I still th- think the Yankees look good, but I mean, how dumb can you be to not hustle out of the box to celebrate after winning the first game of a series where you still need to win two? to stave off an, a clincher on your home soil, and then to run to first base with your hand in the air on a sack, on a game-tying sack fly with 60% of the game in the books. Like, I don't want to sound like the old man here, but that is crazy behavior to me. That's just crazy. I don't want to sound like the old man here, but Vlad is the true home run king. No. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to know the dimensions crazy. of your house. You got to know the dimensions of your house. If this is your house, you got to know what a home run is and what's the fly ball off the wall and what's a, you know, sack fly. I thought this was your house. Um, The Yankees don't usually, you're right. The Yankees are usually the butt of the joke here. And they also usually don't handle their business, but they got after, I mean, this is the most emphatically they could possibly handle their business. After the first game, they were told this is Vlad's house. Second game, uh, Horrible Vlad base running error compounds a horrible Bobachet base running error. Yankees win. Yankees literally clinch in Vlad's house. Game three, the Aaron Judge 61st home run that nobody wanted to give up, that every pitcher was clearly scared of being touched up for. Uh uh oh, that's in your house too. Like, and your bullpen catches your bullpen catches the ball and then is like, I'm gonna give it to Aaron Judge. I think he owns this. This is rightfully his. Like pretty nice thing to do in your house like seems like people are stepping all over your house like i know you have a i know you have a no shoes rule but it kind of feels like people are wearing shoes into the tiled kitchen and knocking dirt you know rick james stomping on the couch yeah not following the letter of the law like you've got a doormat that says bless this mess for a reason they're just contributing to the mess uh (laughs) so we love your house um, if you do make it out of the wild card round, which you might, again, you might see us again, can't rule it out. Uh, but you did become the fourth of four AL East teams this year to lose the season series to the Yankees. Uh, that's not a, that's a pretty emphatic way of winning the division could have easily gone. There were years in the recent past where somebody went 17 and two against the last place Orioles and 500 against the rest of the division and won the division. Not this year. Uh, Yankees won the what 13 and six in the Red Sox season series, I think, but edged out yeah. the Jays. Uh, I think they went 11 and eight in this one. They went 11 and eight against the Rays. They, they, I mean, they have not finished the Orioles season series yet, but they went, they're 11 and five in that one for now. Uh, nice distance between them and everybody else. And this year specifically, that means you, you know, have the tiebreaker advantage. So if the Yankees have finished tied with any of those teams, they would have advanced in the playoffs over them and the seating would have worked out in the Yankees favor. So a clean sweep four for four winning the season series against the 
every single team in the best division in baseball this year. And we ended that journey in Vlad Jr.'s house. Uh, thanks for having us. We'd love to sleep over anytime. That is it for this edition of the Inks Go Yard podcast. And man, I, I hope it gets better than this because I hope we win the DS and the CS and the World Series. But if it doesn't get better than this, this is pretty damn fun. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us those five-star reviews, mailbag questions. We'll be more than happy to answer it. Can't emphasize that enough. Uh, and we'll be live on YouTube. 2 o'clock Eastern, also on Twitter every Monday and Thursday. And during the playoffs, big moments, you can probably find us going live. Immediately, you'll get that first notification. Just make sure to subscribe to the content. Follow us on social platforms, and you'll hear everything you need to know. Oh, and by the way, we didn't even talk about the Somerset Patriots winning the AA title with a 15-0 no-hitter with Jason Dominguez homers from both sides of the plate yesterday. The Martian is real. The future is bright. Anthony Volpe stole his 50th base of the season there's a lot going on below the surface we don't even need to talk about it because the yankees won the al east too so in the here and now uh where history is being made also pretty fun uh you can find me on twitter at adam weinreb uh i tweeted a great sopranos joke last night just toot my own horn it's going semi-viral but if, if everybody just give that a retweet uh all four of you are still sticking around for the end of this that would be helpful um you can find me there at adam weinreb thomas caranate where can the people find you at tommy's underscore takes baby we're having a good time uh one quick shout out a uh, guy who got lost in the mix because of everything else that had happened. Glaber Torres, who I've been yeah. very critical of in months past. Uh, if Aaron Judge didn't exist, Glaber Torres would be the best hitter on the Yankees this month. 333 average, 404 OBP, 1.002 OPS, six homers, 23 RBIs. In the clincher, he went three for five with three RBIs. That was the difference. That did it. Obviously, Judge setting the tone and the, the table atop the lineup was huge in that game, but Glaber Torres hit it to all fields, left, right, and center, absolutely barreling the ball. Um, he is a an absolute difference maker if he's playing like this in the postseason. I hope to see more of it. Um, just wanted to give him a shout-out before we left here. Uh, you can follow us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account as well, at Yanks Go Yard FS. Talk, uh, head on over to YanksGoYard.com. Plenty of content there. Our bylines are there. We're doing a lot of stuff leading up into the postseason, folks. Um, having a good time. Aaron Judge rumors got some contract stuff. Executives talked about it. A lot of things going on. Still going to have some postseason roster stuff. People on the bubble. I don't know. Want to hear from you, though. You guys. You guys know, too. We're not ruling you out. Um, and until then, enjoy your weekend. O's on deck at the stadium. Judge going for 62. We'll talk to you on Monday at 2 p.m. Oh, yes, we will. See you then. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.